chapter 12. We've been studying here in the book of John on Sunday mornings. And uh, here we are. Uh, Jesus has just come through the triumphal entry. And uh, they've they laid out palm trees in front of him for him to go. And they accepted him, how he arrived there. We talked about that last week. But this morning I want to give you an announcement that Jesus makes. You know, a lot of times when, when you go to places or you go to a, an event, they always have an announcement time. And sometimes when the announcements are given, there's a lot of talking going on. There's a lot of distractions going on. Even at church, sometimes when the announcements are going on, no one remembers or hears things because, oh, you said that? Yeah, we announced that last week. No. Uh, the announcements taken place. But here it is. Jesus stands before these men, the, gent the Greeks that had come to him and, and talked to him, and Jesus begins to talk. Now, I don't know necessarily if he immediately began to talk right back to the Greeks, but this is the situation that took place the Greeks came to Jesus, wanted to see Jesus, and then Jesus begins to talk. Because there's 13 verses or 14 verses we're going to read this morning, we're not going to stand, but but if you will, if you've got your Bible open to John chapter 12, let's begin reading together in verse number 23. Jesus, at this is the Greeks, they just left him, verse number 22, Philip and Peter, Philip and Andrew come to him, and here it is, verse number 23, and, the, and Jesus answered them, saying, Philip and Andrew, the hour is come, that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, Where and where I am, there shall also my servants be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now, is my soul troubled? And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Jesus, and we'll get into that a little bit, but man, what a statement about Jesus. Verse 28. Father, glorify thy
Christ abideth forever. How sayest thou the Son of Man shall be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. Whether ye have, while ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be children of light. These things spake Jesus, and departed, and did hide himself from them. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. For this morning, I pray that you will be with everything that's said. I pray that you give me the wisdom and the knowledge of what to say and how to say it. Lord, I pray that if there's one in here today that doesn't know you, that doesn't, that's not walking in that line, I pray that they would make a decision today to walk in the line. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for what you've done for us. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to jump right into the message. I have a few points this morning, and uh, I have six points this morning, so I'm going to try to get through with them. But if you look here as we begin this chapter, as we begin this word, in verse number 23, Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come. He's going to make an announcement here. He gives an announcement of what take, what's going to take place. Understand, Jesus has come into Jerusalem. He's 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 been he rode in on his donkey, and the hour has come. What does that mean? The hour has come. Number one, we see the the coming or the Calvary, the, the coming of Calvary. Calvary is getting ready to take place. Jesus is telling his disciples and telling the Greeks and whoever was standing around that Calvary is coming. Uh, the hour is come. You remember we when we talked about when Jesus was at the wedding. And, and uh, he was ready, his mama tried to get him to, to do a miracle. And he told her the hour was not yet come. It's not my hour yet. Well, guess what? Guess what he said here in this text in verse number 23. He said the hour is come. It is time for the Son of Man to die for the sins of the world. Is what Jesus was setting the stage for. Jesus was telling them all, it's coming. It's coming. It's right around the corner. You know, honestly, it reminds me so much of preachers uh, who have been preaching for years about the return of Christ. The return of Christ is near. The return of Christ is imminent. The return of Christ is just around the corner. And we get so lackadaisy. Uh, that is not going to happen in my lifetime. It's not going to happen. They've been saying it for years. The, the time will come when he will split the clouds. And he'll come to get his children. I'm going to tell you. And the time is now. The hour is come. When the Son of Man was time to die. But now, I believe the hour is now. The hour is near. We're nearing the end when Jesus will split the clouds. I believe he's just right around the corner. Look, Jesus told him. But how is it, and just like today, how is it that Jesus told his disciples, I'm going to die? They still wouldn't believe it. I'm going to die, but they still wouldn't accept it. I'm going to die, and they still wouldn't believe it. How many times have you heard a preacher say, the Lord's coming? The King is coming, and I don't mean Elvis, right? Hey, he's coming. How many times have you heard preachers say the King is coming, 
and still you don't live like the king is coming. Jesus told his disciples the coming of the coming of Calvary. You look, he says that the hour, the hour has come. And that and that phrase, the hour has come, meant that there was a plan for the hour to come. Meant that there was a plan that this was to take place. It wasn't by an accident. It wasn't by circumstance. It wasn't because someone didn't follow the plan. It was because Jesus had a plan and the plan was executed. There was a plan for him to go to Calvary and the hour has come. There, there is a plan for Jesus to come again and the hour will come. Yes. The hour will come. Sin. I'm talking about him dying on the cross. 
This picture of verse number 24, falling of the picture of wheat, is not I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about him dying on the cross, laying him in the ground, yeah. is a picture of him falling into the ground yeah. and rising again, paying yeah. for our sin. Jesus did not ever sin. He was a sinless. Uh, that's the only reason why he could pay for our sins, because he had never done wrong. Amen. He is and was perfect. Yes, 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 yes. He died to bring forth. More Amen. And you and I are in church today because people are more fruit. We see the comparison in verse number 3, the coming, and verse number 20, 23, the coming, the 24, the comparison. Look at verse number 25. You will see the, the, uh, the, the service he had in verse number 2, the service of Calvary. In verse number 25, the Bible says, And he that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. You see the selflessness of Jesus. He loved me. Brother Peter uh, said, why would Jesus save me? He loved me. That's right. Yes. He loves me. He yes. loves yes. me. This yes. I know. A Savior died for me because he loves me. And I ought to give myself back to him. As I serve him, if any man serve me, let him follow me. Now, when we when we decide to give ourselves and submit to following the Lord, look what he says in verse number 26. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Hey, wherever he leads, I'll go. That song? Yeah. Follow, follow. I will follow Jesus. Guess where, guess where he's at? He's here. Guess where he's at when I go home? He's there. Guess where he's at when I go to the store? He's there. Guess where he's at when I get in my car and drive down the road? He's there. He's there with me everywhere I go. If I want to serve God and give God my life, he'll hey, everywhere he go, everywhere I go, guess where? He is right there. Yes. Look at these two promises, he says in verse number 26. He said in verse number 26, he said that you'll have the presence of God where I am. There also shall also my servant be. Now watch this at the end of that verse. He says, and him will my father honor. The other promise, the promise given in verse number 26 is the presence of God if you'll follow him. The presence of God. Then also you see the praise of God. Him. Will my Father honor? Will my Father honor? Praise. You'll get praise. Honor. The Bible says give honor to whom honor is due. Uh, one, the coming, the comparison, the service. Number four, the thought of Calvary. The thought, the thinking of Calvary. Look at verse number uh, 27. Jesus goes on and he begins to say, My soul is my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He prays, Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this. I want you to think about this. The pain that he had in his life. 
He says a verse in, in this verse, in verse number 20, uh, 27, he said, My soul's troubled. And what shall I say? What? What am I going to say? Father, save me from this hour. Am I, is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that what I'm supposed to say? God, hey, God, save me from this hour? No! But, he said, I can't ask that. But, for this cause came I unto this hour. Jesus said, and think about his thinking process, his thought process that we come into this. Here he is, he's standing before these Greeks, and he says, look, he said, we, why did I come into this hour? Yeah, I'm troubled. I'm troubled. So what, what, you want me to pray and ask God to, you know, take away this hour? He said, no, no, no. For this cause, I came unto this hour. Why did Jesus come to this earth? Ah, make people happy? Ah, to, to, to give us, to give us freedoms? No. He came to this earth to die for my sin. But for this hour, this cause, this is why I'm here. This is why Christ was born. This is why Christ did the miracles. This is why Christ lived the life he did so that he could pay for my sin. This, this cause, for this cause, for this cause came I into this hour.
Jesus says, now the judgment is come. It was time for a day of reckoning. This is what was getting ready to take place. Judgment was coming. Jesus was going to die for our sin. Jesus had to die for our sin. Judgment had to take place for you and I to be able to walk free. For you and I to have an opportunity, a chance to go to heaven. Judgment had to be paid. Had to be paid. The lamb had to be slain for our sins. Judgment Jesus said, hey, judgment now is the time of judgment. Look what he says. Look at the rest of that verse. He says, he says, um, now, 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 now. He had to pay. Christ had to pay. But watch. Also, if you will, in this that verse or that statement, he said, of this world. What judgment did Jesus bring when he died on the cross? He brought condemnation. Because without him, you can't go to heaven. That's right. That's the condemnation he brought. You say, how in the world did Jesus dying on the cross cause that? Because your sin will take you to hell. I had somebody ask me one time, what is, what is the one sin? Is there a sin that will keep you out of heaven? I said, yes, there is one sin that will keep you out of heaven. One sin. It's called unbelief. Right. right. You don't believe in him for salvation, that will send you to hell. Yes. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he brought condemnation. He brought judgment into this world, but to listen to look at the rest of the verse, now shall the prince of this world be cast out. What did Christ do when he, when he arose from the dead? What did Christ do? He defeated Satan. That's what he did. When he come up out of that ground, when he come up out of that ground, I, I mean, in my mind, I always imagine on day one, Satan's throwing a big party, you know. Day two, here he is, he's throwing a big party, got all his friends and buddies, and woohoo! Man, and all of a sudden, the ground began to rumble, and things didn't look so sweet. Up from the grave, he arose, and the, he defeated Satan. And the Bible tells us in Genesis that his, his heel will bruise his head when Jesus arose from the grave. And he stopped the head of Satan when he arose from the dead. He conquered Satan. And so any sin that we have, anything that we face, anything that Satan sets before us, we can conquer because Christ already conquered Satan. The day will come when he will cast old smutty face, old tooth, old Satan around the neck with a chain and throw him into hell. He will win this has already been written, and Satan will be conquered. Yes, yes. That's what Jesus yes. said in this statement. He said, hey, hey, the devil, he's going to lose. Yes. yes, yes, he will. The thing about it is that Satan knows he's on the losing team. Yeah. He knows he can't win. So he's going to try to get everybody on the train with him. Right. Mm -hmm. See, Satan wants to wreck ruin your life. God wants to repair your life. Yes. Jesus said, judgment's come and I'm going to kick Satan's hand. Hmm. I'm going to stomp him in the ground. Yeah. Thank God for that. 
conquer sin. Hmm? I don't, I'm not stronger than Satan. I don't even pretend to be. Right. I can't be saved. Not without the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I can't even conquer sin without the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. But when he arose from the dead, that gave us power. Yeah, amen. Over sin, yeah. over darkness, yeah. over the things of this world. When Christ rose from the dead. Jesus was trying to paint them a picture of what would take place because of Calvary. Christ would set in stone and cast out the prince of that world. The prince of this world was Satan. And then lastly, we look at the end of that verse. Because of Calvary, there came condemnation. Because of Calvary, they cast him out. But because of Calvary, there's salvation. Yes, praise God. Look in verse 32. And if I be lifted up from the earth, we'll draw all How many Jesus wants to go to hell? None. Zero. You got that right. Zero. Yeah. He said, here's because of Calvary, all men can be saved. Yeah. Here because of Calvary, all men can come to him. <clears throat> you don't know my past. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I'm doing. I may not know what you've done. I may not know what you're doing, and I may not know all of those things, but Christ can forgive and save your soul. Yes. He wants to draw all men unto him. Yes. I'm thankful today for the consequences of Calvary. Praise God. I'm saved because of what he did yes. on the cross. By closing way, by just give you a couple thoughts before I close, and then I'll be done. He makes a statement in verse number 35 and verse 36. Yet a little while, if this light with you, walk while you have life. And can you imagine, you know, and, and it's hard for us to imagine this, but go back in his time, they, they didn't have electricity. And so when the lights went out, it was dark. Right. You know, there wasn't street lights and there weren't, there wasn't big, big flashlights you could carry with you and you, not everybody had a flashlight on their cell phone, you know. I mean, lights go out and you immediately reach and turn on your flashlight. When the lights went out, you didn't go grab a flashlight. You had to go grab something to start a fire. Right? Right. So when Jesus is talking here, he said, this light is here with you right now. But the light's fixing to go away. You know, I'm going to tell you, I am that light. The right. Bible tells us that he was the light of the world. Yeah. And the light was leaving. He was leaving. Make sure that farmers would say, farmers would say, make hay while the sun shines. Right. Yeah. Because when the darkness comes, you can't work. Right. Jesus is the light of the world. You better walk right now while the light's here. Lest darkness come upon you, for he that walketh in darkness knoweth knoweth not whether he goeth. When the dark comes, you have no idea where you're going. Right. You can step off into a hole and hurt yourself real bad. Because <laughs> the dark time will come. Jesus was trying to tell him. Tell him. 
The Bible says that for our life is but a vapor. It appears for a short time and then vanishes away. Everybody in this room can tell me, man, it just seems like yesterday I was this age. Time passes by. And time waits for no one. Right. Stay forward. Don't regret. Don't live with regret. Live for Him. Yes. Do His will. We love you. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for bringing us here this morning. Lord, I, I thank you for everyone that's here. I pray that you'd help me to live with no regret. Help me to live while I've got it. I've got breath. I've got here, you give me two legs, two feet, two hands, two eyes, two ears. Help me to use those things for you right now. Because the day may come, I may not have all those things. Help me to use those for you. Lord, I thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for saving me. Lord, I pray and ask that if there's one in here today that doesn't know sure that heaven is their home, I pray. Can you get that settled this morning? Lord, I also pray for a Christian in this room that says, man, I gotta live for him. I gotta live for right now. I gotta live for Jesus right now because I don't know what tomorrow holds. Thank you. Jesus, name we pray. Again, every head bowed, every head closed. Let me ask you a couple simple questions this morning. You see, I'm sitting here this morning, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know that I know that I know, I'm going to heaven when I die.